Garden Properties is the complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. What's good, family? It's been so long. It seems like it's been a year at this point. Um, I know it hasn't been that long, but it just seems like a very long time that um, I was able to get on here and chop it up with my folks, and we're back. Um, hope you guys have been doing okay. Um making sure that you are taking some time for yourself to just breathe in and get through the things that you need to get through. Um, physically and mentally, I took a major, major hit over the past couple months, um, and I shut down completely. And if I'm being honest, I think it's more so of the physical pain that I was in Um, Because like I told you guys before, like when I be stressing about certain things, it immediately turns into physical stress for me. And this time was, well, let me not say this time was no different. It was actually very different. Um, Like, I know you guys know, I I say it a few times. um, I have an autoimmune uh, muscle disorder called polyomyositis or polymyositis. And... When I'm under extreme amounts of stress, um, I have these crazy flare-ups in my hip, my leg. Like, it's just been super tight, super swollen, like, just filled with, with pus and whatever other fluids that are in there, you know. So I had to get that taken care of, looked into, and it just it took me out. Uh, with that, because I get so nervous and, and so frustrated that this is something that is not a curable thing but a manageable thing and I get frustrated about that because it's just like you know you you get into those woe woe is me moments like why me why does this have to be the thing um or one of the things that I have to deal with and you know at the end of the day such is life and I have to figure out ways to make myself comfortable and get through it this time though however the mental stress turned into physical, which elevated insecurities, which then turned back into more stress. When I get to that point is when the darkness gets the worst. The attempts to maneuver through it get a little more difficult. Like I said before, that mental purgatory that I seem to to live in so often, it's my safe space. And I'm 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 sad to say that, but it just it it is, right? Um but being there so often, it changes your communication, it changes your outlook, it changes um what you think about yourself, how you how you see yourself and stuff like that. And this past two months, like I've been really going through it with insecurities, with uh, frustrations of being 
treated a certain way, spoke to a certain way. Like everything is just elevated. And so for me, I'm more of a person who I'd rather shut down and deal with everything that I have to deal with than respond to things uncontrollably, especially when I don't really outwardly tell people the the depths of the darkness, right? So it's sometimes I'll 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 be feeling the way and I'll feel myself about to have an outburst um, in a response or I feel myself feeling uh, unnecessarily aggravated and stuff like that. So for me, I'd rather shut down, deal with it myself than to possibly uh, cause discourse in a friendship Um or parenting or relationship, whatever. So I tend to, I'll just shut down and I'll deal with it myself. That's not the healthiest thing for others, right? Who, who care for you, who love, uh, who love you, who want to be there for you. But for me, it's the safest thing for me because it's something that I'm learning how to control this, uh, mental health stuff along with emotional, uh, instability. Sometimes it's, it's difficult to, 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 to get settled. It's difficult to be able to handle it properly. Um, when it's too many people you have to deal with. So I'd rather deal with myself because again, I feel like if I'm telling people the depth of the darkness, if I'm telling people the details of the situation, I feel like it gives them opportunity to cast judgment on me. And that's one of my biggest things. I don't, I don't want to be judged for, um, I don't want to be judged for ailments that I can't control. I don't want to be judged for, you know, um, having to sometime be in the darkness of the depression, um, dealing with the, the anxiety of things, paranoia of things. Like I know I ha I deal with those things. Right. But when you tell other people and you kind of explain to them certain things, the judgment comes. They look at you a different way. They treat you a different way. It's like, I'm still a human. These elements don't change who I am as a human being. They don't change, um, how I, how I think about life, um, doesn't change the intelligence or lack thereof. Like, but people will look at you away. They'll, they'll treat you a certain way as if, you know, just how they treat all people with certain type of disabilities. And that's for me, it's like, I can't, I can't deal. And so it's safer for me to be by myself, deal with my thoughts, deal with whatever the elements are, um, and process, right? And then be comfortable enough to, you know, start re-entering social gatherings, conversations, stuff like that. Because I, it, it's just one of the biggest things for me. I've been in situations to where I know that I didn't do anything wrong, I didn't say anything, and... I was the the brunt of whatever that person's emotion was, whatever that um, whatever they went through that day that was bad, it got taken out on me. And I've been in those type of situations and I used to feel like it was me. Right. I allowed people to beat me down and that affected my self-esteem to the point to where it's like I started feeling less than who I am. I start feeling less handsome. I start feeling less dedicated. I stop feeling, you know, less loving and stuff like that. Like, cause it's like, damn, I feel like I'm giving my all. I feel like I'm, I'm trying my best, but 
I'm dealing, uh, I'm dealing with the brunt of somebody else's day, and I start learning like, oh shit, that's what abuse feels like, and it 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 makes you kind of realize why people don't really talk about the abuse or uh, or confrontational type things that they go through, right? Every moment of the day, we're already naturally fighting traumatic thoughts or fears and, and fighting through distractions of our own without having to deal with someone else because I know what that feels like. I would rather, I would rather deal with, yo, why you shut down and stop talking to me? I can explain that more than me lashing out and me now because, because I have been verbally abused because I have been physically abused. Now I'm like, Oh, okay. That's how people are. You, you, you should be able to do that because you're going through something. Right. So instead of doing that, while I'm going through stuff and I feel like I, I'm going to say something that don't even have nothing to do with that person. I'm going to give them an attitude that don't have nothing to do with them. That's abuse. Because I know how that feels to the depth of my soul, I just I, I, I shut down. Because my goal is to, to not only fight through the depression that I have and be able to maintain a regular loving life, living, you know, um, relationship, kids, just, just happy as I possibly can be. I want to be able to get through it and help others through it. Um, and even if we don't get to the other side, I want to make sure that I'm helping people maintain by example, that I'm giving people you know, a blueprint of, all right, sometimes it is going to get way too heavy and you got to sit down. You're going to have to redo your plan of action. You're going to have to rethink how you want to operate through this. But sometimes you're going to have to buckle down and straight fight through it. But you have to be able to do that in, in, a, in a space of peace. I tell people often, try your best not to respond to people out of spite because it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt them. Right. I've been finding myself, you know, over the past few months, hell, almost a year, like having uh, difficulty parenting and not like uh, protecting them, providing stuff like that. Just the actual relationship of parenting, because you know, my two oldest, they're, they're teenagers now with girlfriends and, and girl issues and jobs and, and, and all that type of stuff. So the attitude is a little bit different, right? But I think I said it before, the way that they maneuver through life and not understanding that, yeah, I'm your father, but I'm a human being and not knowing how to treat me, but yet go out in the open and just loving and caring and, you know, everybody just loves them and stuff like that. I said that before, it's just like, it's a frustrating thing. So this past year, I've really been dealing with the idea of, yo, like I am tired of parenting. I love my kids, but doing it for so long without, without a life of my own, it's now catching up to me. Right. My identity has always been since I've been a father. My identity has always been in parenting. Before that, my identity was always in being a loving boyfriend, husband, whatever. I just start living my life. Within the last two years. And I think that's why the discomfort is what it is. Like I stated before in regards to. Um. 
stress wasn't high, mental stuff wasn't high, depression wasn't high, anxiety wasn't high, paranoia wasn't even uh, in existence for me until I start searching for peace. You don't realize how chaotic your life is until you until you're like, yo, I, I just something's different. I don't I don't want to be here no more. And you start realizing like, oh, it is important for me to be calm to me. It is important for me to be away from drama for me because you start to realize how worked up you get, especially, you know, when you're watching a bunch of reality TV and, you know, that's just how you consume your information. You turn in. That's how you see your life and you start wanting to live like them. So you start talking and having the same thought processes um, as them. And it's like, yo, that's a that's a show. They get paid to do that. Right. They get paid to brainwash us to feel like this is uh, what it's all about. and This is what what it should be. And so you don't realize that it's not the way until you start feeling the, the frustration. You start feeling the loneliness. You start feeling the aggravation of always arguing or always been in disagreements or always feeling like you got to be, you know, uh, paranoid about this and always thinking about, did I say this right or did I say that right? And so with that, I had to, I had to start teaching myself what peace was for me. And that's when the that's when the stress started. That's when I started noticing things were out of order. That's when I started realizing, like, yo, like, this is crazy, you know. It don't hurt until it's time to change. Like, if you like, think about that. Think about that when you really are going going through something, especially on the emotional tip. Think how many years that that thing didn't bother you. Because you were a part of it. You were adding to it. You were wanting that chaos without even really noticing or, uh, or realizing. So it's like now you're like, yo, that's crazy. I tell people all the time, listen, I don't know what it is about the human brain. I don't know what it is about life. But it's multiple people, it's multiple people that I know and for myself. The moment I turned 35, things that I thought I would die about, right? Stances that I felt like was so strong just a year, you know, uh, just a year before, 10 years before, a year, like things that I'm like, I was, I'm standing on that. It just didn't matter no more. And it was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, yo, like I used to be bugging out about that. And I tell people, you know, especially, you know, my women, my women friends and, you know, people who I consult with, like, Yo, I know it's hard for you to understand this. There's going to come a day and it's going to it's going to be like a light switch that this thing that bothers you so much is going to be non-existent to you. And you're going to be looking yourself in the mirror like, why even cared about that for real? And what it is, is the thing that I always talk about is those societal standards that have us all trapped. And then like we we fight it. We we continue to fight it. Right. And then when we realize no matter what we do in that space of what society wants us to do, there's no happiness there for us. It is no personal gratification there for us. We're happy because people see us with the nice car, the nice house, the, the relationship, the kids, uh, well-behaved, the, 
you know, we we we're so consumed with that that we're like when we sit down, like y'all, I didn't really want none of that for real. I didn't really want no mortgage. I wanted to travel. I don't want this crazy car. Like I'm I'm more of a Jeep person. I didn't want no kids right now. I wanted to I wanted to do this. Like you start realizing certain things. For me, that's all I've ever wanted to do. Right? My I just wanted to be a good husband and a good and a good father. Like that was it for me. Not because society told me to, because society, oh, you gotta travel the world. Da-da-da-da-da. It's like, nah, I'm I'm cool on that. But then I get older and that moment hit to where I I like I'm starting to look at me as just like if I'm being honest, I wanted hella kids. Initially, I wanted hella kids because I felt lonely. And I'm like, you know, if I have a bunch of kids, as loving as I am, I'm always going to have that family that, that, that family atmosphere around me for my kids. And I can teach my kids to have a better life than I did. Not saying that they're not going to have uh, traumas and triggers that I've created throughout their life, but they're not going to have the same ones that I have. They're not going to have as many as I had because I'm very cognizant of how I treat my kids, how I speak to my kids, how I involve myself um, in their affairs and stuff like that. But again, until I sat down with myself and start realizing, nah, that's not, that's not it for me. That's why I'm so big on physical isolation and mental isolation. Because you need that you 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 need that time to be able to to get with yourself and figure out what you want so that you can build up enough immunity um, from judgment when you when you come in the open with it and you got to stand on that by yourself and there's nobody there with you. Right. That's why, like for me, I, I, I tell people all the time, like I make my decisions of what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to wear, how I'm going to be. I make those decisions by myself. And then I present it. Because once I pre- like like once I'm once I'm talking about it, it's not up for debate. I've already made my decision. If I'm if I come to you and I'm and I'm quote unquote brainstorming and we bouncing ideas off each other and stuff like that, it's not set. I can't stand on that. Cuz it's not it, it's not mine. It's ours, right? And I said I can't stand on like I'm selfish or anything like that. But when you when when you present things to people before you set on it, you give it you give them room to to criticize and to alter. And when you put yourself in that position, you could be uh, doing yourself a disservice because you're not even sure. And now you be, you're believing in what society is telling you or what your friend is telling you or what your partner is telling you without having a concrete. Uh, definition of what you want for yourself and so it's important for me in good or bad to sit my ass down and and deal with me right and that's what was going on this this um this past few months like i hadn't talked to my my best friend i hadn't talked to my i still haven't talked to my brother which i need to call him so he don't think i'm tripping because i'm not tripping on nobody it just was one of those things that I'm like, I don't know what this is right now. Through the physical, like I said, the physical messed up the mental. The mental then turned into something like, like it was crazy. And I don't like, I don't, I don't like involving anyone in in, in that. I just, I just don't because I want to figure this out 
you know, between me, you know, between me and my therapist, I want to be able to figure this out. Right. Like I said before, when 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 I'm doing my sessions, it's like. I don't want you to tell me I won. I'm not I'm not there for win or loss. I'm, I'm there for improvement. So what that means is I got to deal with me only. I can't worry about what's happening on the outside of me. I can't worry about what people doing outside of my house or what people saying outside of my house or what I should or shouldn't be doing. I, I got to I got to worry about what I'm doing. Are my bills being paid properly? Um, am I treating my kids with respect or doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I eating the things that I'm supposed to be eating, you know, to keep my health going? Am I sleeping right? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I got to stand on that myself so that nobody's able to alter that. And that's what I do, right? That's what I do. Like, I, I, I learned also, like, this past week, man, this past week, while you know, I was, I was down. I really learned how much your environment affects your life, right? Your environment, it, it, it messes with your comfort. Um, it messes with your, your, your mental stimulation or lack thereof. It even can affect how you see or don't see how you receive support, right? From your friends, your partner, whatever, however you wanna, however you wanna go. Like a poor quality, like when you have a poor quality life, right? If your house, if your house or your space is overcrowded, um, if it's chaotic. Of course, you're going to be anxious. Of course, depression is going to be high. Of course, mental stuff is going uh, is going to get to you. Like for me, excuse me, my kids need, 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 need. They full, 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 full clothes. They grow every second. I want to go here. I want to do this. I want to do that. Da, 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 da. Mind you, I said the last two years have been very hard for me on the parental front because I'm starting to get in that space of realizing I lost my identity in parenting. And so as I'm trying to figure out what I like to do, how I like to do, it's creating a separation. The problem with that is they're at the um, they're at the age themselves where they are also creating a separation because they're teenagers and they're in that space of I need to figure out who I am, how I am, you know, what I am, right? And so it just sucks that the timing is off because we both have to kind of like both meaning the kids are in me. We all have to stop to a certain extent and not pull away too fast, too far so that we don't rupture what we have. Trying to explain that and understand that to each other has been difficult. I haven't been in my downstairs studio because on the other side is where they play the PlayStation, watch TV, yada, yada, whatever. But also, we've been into it for some time now just off of them, quote unquote, trying to find themselves and not doing the things that they should be doing. So we've been, we, we just stay away from each other. They make sure I'm alive. I make sure they are alive. I make sure they have food that they're capable of cooking I cook my own food, I get out of the way. And that's not how it should be. 
I'm not saying that that is the correct way, but that's what it is right now. And we are all, you know, finding our, our, our space. Um, it's overcrowded. And it's overcrowded because even this, this, this house is, is 2,600 square feet or something like that, right? But how the spaces out are divided, we kind of don't have space to nurture our interests for real. We live in Arizona, it's hot as shit, so nobody want to go outside like that for real. So it's so much stuff that creates these conditions, though, um, if you're looking at normal conditions, like I'm saying poor quality very, very loosely because we are. It's just that the space that we are all in trying to grow but try to maintain our family life, we're all at this transition of trying to figure it out. So with all of that, it, has, it, it exasperates our mental and then that's when the stress gets high. That's when we get to arguing. That's when doors start slamming. That's when, you know, like we just we just into it. But this past week, I really just like I, I, I paid attention, right? I really paid attention. Um, I paid attention this last week because I, I was I took a break from work. And I took a, a, a little vacation. Right. And just being in that space and the comfort of it, it 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 really let me see how much I struggle with people or with me assuming people judge me. Right? I have this insecurity about being a single parent, right? I told you guys before my secret, my my secret, like, cause you know how when when things start going good, somebody will bring out like the worst thing about you and da 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 da, and it's just like oh, so it's like for me, my secret is that I am a, a a baby daddy and a baby father. I have full custody of my sons, I have joint custody, but I don't get to see my oldest daughter. You guys know, rest in peace, uh, my youngest daughter passed away. Because Kennedy passed away, because the situation is with Imani, I, I, for whatever reason, my mind doesn't see how hard I go for the boys. My mind doesn't see how I'm there consistently, day in, day out, regardless, right? My mind doesn't see that. My mind see you, you failed, and they're judging you because of your situation with your oldest daughter. They're judging you because you you allowed your youngest daughter to die. I have no control over that. I have to make sure that I stay alive, right? I I take like if if anybody who knows me how I get down when it comes to parenting, they'll know like they'll be able to to, to confirm, like yo, nah, he don't he don't play about his kids. He gonna do what's necessary, right? Throughout, through all aspects, it, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Because I've dealt with the relationships that I have, because I have such a, a, a delicate and 
not even a delicate, because I have such a broken relationship with my parents, the PTSD from all of it, it puts me in a space to where the 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 stigmas stick with me. The insecurities are are embedded in my brain no matter how hard I work, right? No matter how hard I go, no matter how much I prove to myself that I am a good man. I am a good father. Like I go hard for this, right? And then when I'm when I when I'm arguing with the kids and I like I, I get like I feel underappreciated and yada yada. It's like, yo, like like what is happening right now? I really get into these spaces of isolation and I deal with the verbal and physical abuse that I've that I've gone through. And it really deters me from attempting to make new friends to outwardly date or to even socialize. I'm in the belief that the toxic relationships have a long-lasting effect because I still go through certain things even though I'm separated from these relationships. I don't know when the last time I, I, I got a whooping, like date-wise. I know vividly the last time. Shout out to my brother, KB. Um, I don't know date-wise the last time one of my parents punched me in the face. But I remember the moment vividly. Same with relationships. I don't remember, I don't remember the date but I remember those moments vividly. And so it affects how I reach out to people. Uh, it affects how I attempt to be friends with people. I'm a very limited in, in as a result to trying to, make, try to make friends and the things that I'm willing to do to show friendship. I'm very limited in my wanting to or actively date uh, because the fear of one, the insecurity of, dang, he got a lot of kids. Again, I'm not realizing like, oh, like I, I take care of, of my kids, right? All I all I hear is, you know, dad beat dad, da 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 no matter what. Like I don't wake up to my kids every day. Like they don't to and from school every day. Like I realize that. Because I live here in the desert, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. There are some beautiful parts of living out here. Like, I love being able to go outside and in a distance see the mountains. I love being able to go on my balcony, overlook the, the, the town. Um, you know, when, when the storms come, you can see them a mile away. Like, we don't have, um, we don't have a bunch of places here that have, skyscrapers and stuff like that so it's like it's very open you get to see that but color wise right it's not a lot of greenery it's not a lot it's not a lot of, of flowers where i stay there's no stimulation there so if i'm feeling how i feel emotionally 
normally, and I'm going through what I'm going through with with the kids. I'm going through what I'm going through at work, in relationships, yada, yada, whatever. I'm scared to try to date for real. I'm scared to try to make new friends, like physical friends. Um, I'll online friend you all day. I'll, I'll, I'll Twitter, TikTok friend you all, all day. But it's very difficult for me to see people in person. I didn't realize how your environment, and now I'm speaking about your true, your outside environment, I didn't realize how much that puts you at an emotional deficit um, in life. I've been here, what, junior 17? I've been here 16 years. I've been here. I've been here 16 years, and I come from um, Pasadena, California. Well, I was born in Gardena, but I was raised in, in Pasadena, and we had all four seasons there. We had. Uh, we can go to the beach there. Uh, we can go skiing there. It was so many. It was so many different things there to stimulate your mind to get you um, to get your mind off of certain things. I never realized that mattered. I thought that when I when when my stepdad used to take us skiing, I thought I was excited solely because it was something new. No, it was the environment. We lived dead in the ghetto, and my aunt used to take us to uh, I think it was Redondo, Redondo or Venice, one of them. While we was at that beach, we 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 weren't thinking about gunshots and gang members and and uh, fried bologna sandwiches. We was at the beach. We felt we felt. Rich, we felt like we was on vacation at the beach. I never realized it wasn't the idea of we get to go somewhere for the weekend more than it was the freeing visuals of water, the openness of like, yo, it's something out there, right? You don't think about that because you're just like, yo, I'm with my aunt, I'm with my cousins, with my siblings, we having fun at the beach, uh, we playing football, but you, you don't realize subconsciously what's happening to you. So this entire time, you, you, you're feeling all these ups and downs of, of life, and a lot of it has to do with your environment and you don't really, your, your physical environment, not your home, um, not your job, not your relationship, not your, like, your actual environment of what you can go outside and see, smell, hear. I never realized that until last week. And let me not say I never realized it. I've never, no. I've never realized it, nor have I ever paid attention to it until last week. Last week, I went on a trip. I said that already, but I went on a trip. I went to Michigan, um, and I went to, I went to see... Well, technically, I was we was going for a birthday party, right? And so, I often talk about Tati. Often talk about DW. Um, and DW, y'all know that's my guy, like that. That's my guy. And he was open enough to allow us to come visit. Now, mind you, Michigan is a place that I've always wanted to visit since, like, '92. Like, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, um, Detroit Tigers, 
um, thing. So I've always wanted to just see it in person, but I never, it, it never crossed my mind to be like, oh, I want to travel there or whatever. I never, you know, heard of anything there that, you know, that was touristy or, or anything like that. Plus, y'all know I'm like a huge, huge, huge Eminem fan, right? So some, it's a place that I just always wanted to visit. But I'm a hermit. And I don't make friends, and I don't do trips, and I don't, I don't do anything. I don't do none of that. Like, I don't trust people. Like, I, I, I just don't. Right? Tati, like, nah, we going. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I know they're going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to keep it a buck. I thought she was playing. And I'm like, if she don't do it, I don't got to do it. Not because I really didn't want to do it, but because the anxiety of meeting people in person is just crazy to me. And I don't want to be a weirdo and, and, and freak out, have a panic attack or stuff like that. Like, it's, it's, this is one of my things. And she's like, all right, I'm going to go. And then I told you guys I took a financial hit, so I was like, all right, bet. I ain't going to go now. But I can't, like, it was just something in me, like, nah, I got to make this happen. Because I needed to get away from this, right? Not my life, not reality or anything like that. I just needed a break. I needed to, to be somewhere where I didn't have to be a worker nor a parent. And not like I, not like I abandoned them. Um, I still, we still was talking to her uh, on text and stuff, but just having that, I never been away from them for real, but once I, uh, I sent them to their mom in North Carolina. Um, but other than that, I had never been away from them to where I couldn't reach them immediately. And so I was tripping off that. They ain't never been away from me except for those couple times to where I couldn't reach them. Like the furthest they've ever been from me was the few times that they stayed with my mom in the summer um, when they was little, little. So the furthest they've ever been from me is five hours driving, 45 minutes on a plane. Or, yeah, no, no, I think it was an hour, an hour on a plane, right? So I'm freaking out. I am uh, like, do I go, do I not go? Again, luckily, we into it. So now they, you know, leading up to it this whole time, um, I, don't, I don't remember if it was like, I don't remember how far in advance we had just, like, it just, we going, period. But that whole time leading up to it, the kids was working my nerves. And the more that I kept, like, nah, I'm not going to go, the more they start working my nerves. And it was like the universe is like, fam, until you settle on you need this trip, then this is just what's going to happen. So I finally made up in my mind I'm going to go. Freaked out. They don't even know it because I didn't say nothing to them. But I'm so scared. I'm terrified of flying. Terrified. Didn't, you know, but I wasn't letting that stop me. I just, I wasn't going to do it. I get to go to a place to where I've always wanted to be. Um, I get to hopefully see um, the stadium of my favorite teams. You know, hopefully get to see, you know, the infamous eight mile. Like, I'm just, now that's what I'm focused on. Right? Now, my boy is like, Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I've got a place on the island, da-da-da-da-da. You know, it's cool. In my mind, because I tell people I live on the island, when you are a city kid, when you tell people you live on an island, that just means 
I live somewhere far out in the boonies to where I'm far enough, people can't just pop up, but close enough in case of emergency. That's what that means to me. Get out the airplane. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me let me get settled. Like it took me like a quick second, grab me a coffee. So now I'm, I'm we riding around. I'm, I'm here now, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking around, and I'm just, and it, I, I'm just trying to calm down, like, and not be weird, cause it's the first time I'm meeting DW face to face. I was extremely excited because of who he is. Y'all, y'all know how I give it up for him. Um. I'll give it up for him. The openness of meeting a new brother. Like, y'all know how I take my brotherhood. Like, my brother Duck, like, y'all know that's my father, that's my guy, and I don't open myself up to those emotions, period. Y'all know my 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 guy Mac, that, like, that's my guy. I never really thought that I would open up another level of friendship emotions for anybody, right? Like, and I mean, like, to the point to where it's solidified. Like, me and Mac, we could we could talk every day, or we could not talk for for months, and we back. Me and my brother, we could we could. It, it's just, it's different. It, it it's it's just a different thing, right? Though, like like. My brother is, 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 I, I don't even know how to explain the love, the connection that him and I have, right? And it, it's outside of the actual brotherhood because how he was and he upraised me. I just thought that I was done with for real making friends, right? I know that sounds crazy. Like, why is he talking about it like that? You would think that DW and I, were raised together. That's how smooth the connection worked as friends slash slash brothers, right? So we're driving around, we get to this bridge, I'm freaking out. He I was like, um, I'm gonna have a panic attack. He's like, calm down. He was like, you sh what do you say? He said, you short, so it'll probably be like to your chest if you walk across. So if anything happened, you'll be good. But he's like, you know, chill. Like, it's a, it's a smooth ride across. So I'm like, all right, bet. Not even tripping. So I'm looking to my right, I look to my left, and I'm like, eh, something's going on here. We get across. He hits a corner or whatever, and I see more water. No, 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 no. No, yeah. I see more water. So now I'm bugging like, is this an island for real? So now I got to get on my phone, right? I got to get on my phone because I have a tracker on my phone, and now because it's going to show me a map. So I look at the map, people. We on the island for real, like surrounded by water on the island. So now I'm freaking out, but I'm holding it together because I don't want, like, he always jokes about uh, making sure that he helps civilize, civilize me, meaning, like, not think so ghetto about everything. Like, him and my big brother are, are really good with that of just, like, open, opening me up to uh, um, experiences, even, you know, whether small or big, for me just to see outside of how I was raised, right? 
seeing that water, I immediately got peace. The anxiety was the, the anxiety was gone. I wasn't a parent. I wasn't a worker. And, and I, it hit me like, yo, like the environment change really, really mattered. We get in the crib, meet Tati. Me and Tati hug. We chill. We all chilling. And it felt like we belonged as siblings. <laughs> like, it just, it's the weirdest thing. And maybe because we've been friends two, three, four years via Twitter. But it just, it was the weirdest thing. Like, nothing felt out of place. I have not been anywhere. Um, I had not been anywhere that I can think of where I felt so comfortable and I felt okay to be myself, right? Anxiety came because Tati brought her best friend and I'm like, mm, that's a new person. I don't know that person, but don't be weird about it, right? Because we all, the three of us have our conversations and it's like, I don't want to be, like, you know how it gets weird? You, you, you're you just talking to the people you know. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be weird, but my anxiety's hot. She's, her, her, her best friend turns out to be hella cool. Hella cool. And so now it's like, you one of us now? Like, this is just what it is. And so I felt so calm there. I've, the energy was good. We we partied. We had drinks Friday. Like things was crazy. Like it. Like listen, it was it was house party, but for adults. It was lit. The hospitality was amazing. The food was amazing. The the uh, like he really put on to make sure Tati had a good birthday. Even though it was her birthday, like I was enjoying myself. Like it was my birthday. Because I was so surprised that I felt so comfortable with these people. Like, I didn't have to sleep with one eye open. I didn't have to, like, map out, like, all right, if it go down, you know, who you going to attack first? Like, you know how, like, <laughs> you know how Damon, uh, and was it next Friday or Friday? Whichever one with Damon, they was at the party. He was just sitting in the corner with the phone books. Like, I didn't have to do that. I felt like I was with my family, right? His wife would, oh, my gosh, she was making this coffee. Listen, like, I wanted to be like, yo, can I have 13 cups of that? Like, it was just, it, like, the hospitality, the the environment, um, it was just so peaceful. The energy was just so good. Like, it made me realize just how important it is to be somewhere where you can just be. I always talk about isolation. I always talk about, you know, make sure you fighting through this and fighting through that. But I never looked at it on the other side. Like, just be. Just be able to be free. Just laugh. Just love. Just just have fun. Just Just chill. The craziest thing is that we didn't do nothing extremely extravagant, right? 
there was no games going on that you know that we that we went to uh, no amusement park uh no uh water ski like we didn't do anything extravagant but to me it felt like everything just being able to be uh uh in a space where i could just have fun just to be able to be just have drinks and and chill and not worry about you know one of my sons setting the house on fire not worrying about the arguing just be able to not be at work just for a moment and not only not be at work but not being available for people at work right being able to now bring this this uh cyber relationship that we had and then it on the link up nothing changes being able to have that moment now introducing you know moya to the crew like being able to now because because for me that was a that was a challenge because i'm like it's one of those things like, you know, it, <laughs> in the hood when you when you throw an event and you invite somebody, but they invite somebody and you don't know how, how they are, it's like it can get sketchy. Now, DW and Tachi know I'm, I'm a ball of anxiety. I am. I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I talk to them about it just like I, I talk here on the podcast about it. Um, you know, when I have my moments, uh, not even when I have my moment, my moments, you know, my, my brother asked me or Mac will ask me, I'll tell them to, you know, I just don't go offer that information, but I just felt so comfortable, you know, just in conversation with all of them, um, including, you know, his wife, like, sis, if you listen, coffee was amazing. I appreciate your hospitality, right? Having a chance to, to have conversation with her and, you know, knowing, like, it's rare that somebody has like the same type of anxiety as you. And you're able to talk about it with them and, you know, just in, again, nothing deep. So being on that island, it helped me so much just to reset and see things from a different starting point. Right. I don't have to be. Uh, worry so much about trusting or, or lack thereof. I don't have to have my guard up all the time. Yeah, I have to be um, I have to be intentional, like Duck says. I have to be intentional about what I'm doing. I have to be intentional about how I speak to people or about people or the connection that I'm trying to create. I have to be very intentional with that. So I want to I, I want to be very clear with you guys now. You know, I, I often say you need to isolate. You need to isolate in your isolation. Understand both sides. There are going to be times to where you got to fight through that thing that's hindering you, that's bothering you, that's trying to take you down. But also in isolation, you have to be able to just be. Be who you are. Don't be you, the parent, the partner, the worker, uh, the 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 son, the daughter. Like, don't be none of that. Just be who you are. Who do you see in the mirror? Who do you, like, what is it about you that you love? In isolation, be that. It can't always be the the aggressive stuff. It can't always be the fight. It can't always be the pain, the hurt, the chaos. You got to be able to just be in that spot and love it for what it is. I know that sounds difficult. I again, y'all know I don't tell y'all nothing that I'm not 
experiencing myself or I haven't experienced myself being out there for those four days or three, how many ever days that it was and just having a blast with just being. Let me see so much. It opened my mind to so much. It freed so much in me for, for those days. Just looking in the backyard and seeing the deer stare at us through the window. Driving down the street and seeing, I don't even know if you call them a flock or what, but just seeing a bunch of turkey just walking down the street, chilling, free. Just being. I can't stress this enough, man, the... the the if you have the opportunity to travel make it count make it count don't go do the things that people suggest that you that you do don't go eat what don't nah figure out what you want to do if 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 what it is that you want to do is sit in the house and chill and watch tv with your folks do that go grab something to eat do that but we have to be able to be on the island and just be like now it's crazy because that song to be like don't worry be happy he's on a, you know he's on the island in front of the tree like it makes sense to me I used to think that when you are going through things in your life, right, and it's negative, you don't have the you don't have the right to be happy. You don't have the right to put that on the back burner for a couple days uh, uh, while you just get a breather. I used to believe that. Nah, I got to fix it right now. It has to be done right now. Whatever the issue is, it has to be fixed. I can't smile. I can't laugh. I can't dance. I can't listen to music. I can't do anything that make me happy because I'm going through uh, this thing. This, this is in shambles, so I don't deserve to smile. This is going downhill. I don't deserve to be happy. All the hard work you put in life just to make it, you deserve it. It doesn't make you less than to get that breather. It doesn't make you less than to feel like, you know what, it's tough. Like, I really was, like, I'm telling y'all, like, I really was struggling with, like, like I was at my, wit end, my wit's end with these kids. And I didn't realize how much I needed that break. I didn't know how much I needed to just feel like a fucking adult. And boy, did I have a time. It was a great trip. I hope that everybody that I interacted with while I was out there, I hope that they felt the energy of peace, the energy of, of, of love, the energy of just happiness that they gave me just being able to just be myself. There's so much darkness out there, but I strongly believe that as long as I'm breathing, I have the opportunity and I have the ability to get to the light. And I realize being on that island that you got to go through something to get somewhere. 
And I'm glad y'all doing that with me. And I'm glad I was able to do that with them. You know, shout out to DW, Marissa, uh, Moya, Tati. Like, we got to do that again sometime. Really appreciated the experience that I had and the connections that were made and solidified on that trip. So with that, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back at it next week. I feel a little bit comfortable, a little bit more comfortable. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But it's all love. Peace.